Sup fam, today's episode we have Shah, short for Shamil. Okay, he has his own show called Cup of Depresso, where he talks about mental health and his journey getting better from depression. In this episode, we talk very intimate stuff like his suicide attempt, the story where he broke his fist punching a wall, and most importantly, he shared with us how to really connect with someone who have depression. So on a side note, okay, our YouTube videos have taken a small little halt and it's really because of us fucking up all the videos and you know we've been trying our best to get the right formula, you know, to create the best videos. But right now Arison uh, procrastination is still there, very real, legit, but we're still, you know, trying to push each other. We're still busy with like you know our work, handling a lot of like you know finance and stuff and you know, whatever shit. But that's life, but we still gonna continue to pump up more content, okay? And we're still here, uh, we'll be producing more episodes and hope you guys can continue to join us in this journey in uh, figuring out life, okay? So, enjoy this episode. Sup fam, welcome to Mental Dumbass episode. <laughs> <laughs> So oh. today, we have a very special guest with us today. Yes. Sien, uh, Yes. Uh, your name is? My name is Shah. Uh-huh. It's short for Shamil because okay. most people can't pronounce it. So, okay. I'm Shah. Shah does a uh, couple of depressors. Yes. And you talk about, a lot about uh, mental health, mm. uh, addiction, depression, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. On your Instagram. Instagram, yes. So you do, you do all the all the depression talk and everything, and this is why I think today is a great. Uh, you have personal experience with depression, right? Yes. How long ago was it? I would say since young, but the the earliest recollection is when I attempted in primary six. Oh, primary. Yeah, leading up to PSLE. Okay, you I think you forgot something. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three, two, one. Oh my god, just, 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 start my episode, okay? Start my episode, let's <laughs> go. Hydration, ah, oh, shogati. Mm-hmm. You know, my girlfriend pointed out that every time after I drink a coke, right, mm-hmm. I'll say, wah, shogati, bye. Every episode, you do a compilation, right? Yeah. <laughs> every episode. <laughs> <laughs> actually my only attempt. Oh. Yeah. What happened back then? So it was actually like because of pressure mm-hmm. from the coming PSLE. Mm. Oh shit. Which is kind looking back it's kinda I feel kinda silly. Okay. Because it's just PSLE right? yeah, yeah. it can't be that bad, right? Yeah. But at that point in time. Yeah, at that point in time it was quite much la. I think mm. it's just because I was entertaining the thoughts of it a lot. So and I usually am not alone at home because I got uh six other family members. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, I got Ooh. four siblings. Wah. Elder sister, elder brother, younger uh-huh. sister, younger brother. Wah. Yeah. Wah, okay. <laughs> So, I think that day exactly, mm-hmm. I came back from school mm-hmm. and my parents went to JB. Oh. So, I was alone at home. Okay. So, because of all that thoughts in my head, right, mm-hmm. it continued. And then, I was in my room and I locked the door and then I used the rope. Oh. Yeah. So, I when, I... when I passed out, and then I woke up to my mom knocking on the door. Mm. And I was like, oh shit. I woke up and I'm like, oh, oh. shit, I'm still alive. <laughs> right? Oh. So I quickly uh, took it off and then I covered my neck a bit. And then my parents didn't know. Mm. And then the thing I took away from that moment the most was how glad I felt to be alive. Oh. That's why ever since then, I never actually 
felt the urge to attempt again. Like I still felt the depression, but it never led to suicidal tendencies. Yeah. Wow. You actually survived your suicide attempt. Yeah. Either A you Fortunately. Suck, either A you suck at committing suicide or B yeah. you don't go at surviving. Yeah, you're both groups, huh? Mm. Yeah, surprising fact. So how long how long you been in film, eh? Mm. Study film, uh? Yeah, I studied in Poly. Mm. I didn't even know why I joined my course actually. Mm. Because I had a senior that I knew and my friend wanted to join. So I just went in. Uh, and then uh, same yeah. like, a lot of times you same, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like straight off uh, secondary school I'm like I'll go there I'll go there I'll go there then you end up in at least the someone you know right uh, yeah. Just, yeah. but after that like found the interest in filmmaking the production side so I interned at Big Tree Media oh Big Tree yeah oh that was famous, uh. yeah. now they're called the biggest production house in Singapore Ooh, wow they grew quite yeah, basic. Uh. Oh, yeah. They have their warehouse everything. Uh. Warehouse? It's yeah. not say warehouse, uh, but it's like a few levels. Mm. Then you know the true potato? Yeah, it's uh, same. Yeah. same uh. Oh. Yeah. Remember last time the true, the yeah. Garina, the people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Garina, right? Correct. Is it? Uh, what's the name? Janice, Janice. Ah, Janice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, uh, a lot, a lot of, uh, you inside the industry, you hear a lot of stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah. But uh, what with true potatoes on the videos, they put like their own toggle series. Oh, wow. Um, Which one? The biggest one I did was the breakup list with Benjamin King. Oh, quite recent eh? Yeah. Then after that, they had another one which is uh, Emerald Hill High. Oh, you were Emerald Hill High? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It was the... Basically, Elliot from Triple Potatoes wanted to make like a live-action version of Prince of Tennis. Like oh, a sports wow. anime kind of. Yeah. Oh, I never watched Prince of Tennis. I heard we Prince of Tennis. Yeah. Then how? But yeah, after it was pretty... Hey, but you in-house, right? Well, that time you were in-house, yeah. uh? uh? No, that time for the... For Breakup List, I was in-house. Because I interned again. And then for... Emerald Hill High, I was covering somebody else. Lah, mm. Does it affect you not like your, your depression like, when you're working? Mm, not really. It used to. Because last time I used to take like criticism very badly. I don't mm. know if it's more depression or anxiety back then. Okay. But like when I'm on shoot, right, and then like I fuck up something, like I bring the wrong lens to my DP or what. Uh. And then like, dude, I say the other lens, right? Then uh. it like keeps playing in my head. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I fucked up, I fucked up. Uh, yeah. uh. But then after that, like, I think after I intern finish, then when I started freelancing, I realized like everyone fucks up, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. But like your job, you guys get fucked quite often, not right? Depends, ah. Uh, depends who is who is on shoot with you. Yeah. For some people, just like, like, cause they say the senior batches mm. are more uh, happy to fuck. Yeah, those kind of like they will school you. Cause last time they say the the industry is just like very very fucked up. Uh. Mm. They just call you like crazy, but now like the culture is a lot better lah. Cause got better people there, right? Yeah. yeah. So people are not so aggressive, uh, <laughs> but it's still sometimes they still fuck uh, Depending on who you work with. Uh. Yeah. So you must see uh, you find the right one, uh, then okay. That's yeah, scary. Like they find mentors, right? And they stay in their groups. Uh, 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 now it's that, yeah. constant, constant yeah. crew on every different shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're more fun. You know everybody. Then like, yeah, the pattern all the same. Uh. Mm. Yeah. Then how he score you also the same. <laughs> so like, you can anticipate what he wants, uh, and then you can prepare those kind of stuff. Uh. Yeah. So all in all, it's roughly like that. Uh, not much. Because now I just started working, right? Uh. Then I, I quite worry that depression is going to affect my working.
and like I, I'm very worried that like one day I'm just gonna have that one of those horrible horrible days okay. and I don't wanna go to I don't go to appointments I don't go to do anything okay. like do you have ever had that kind of days whereby you just felt like ah fuck yeah I'm just not gonna go to set today mm, for production no like I've had the feeling okay. but I went through with it Oh. Because one thing is the money, lah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, money. But secondly, it's also because it's more of like a, to me, it's like a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like people trust you to turn up on set already, mm. and even the smallest roles on set is the PA. most like pretty damn important. Like even PA, you know, like yeah. no PA means no lunch, and right? oh, yeah. <laughs> everyone screwed, you know. So like, I'm able to like put myself into that okay professional mindset. Like work is work. Yeah. Settle work after work, then I can settle my thoughts. You know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a way, because production is very on the wall, mm. so it keeps you busy, then it stops you from thinking. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I like about production, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. You got, have you told anyone on, like, when you're working or anything that you got depression? Um, because not to people that I first meet, mm-hmm. but people who I'm friends with through different shoots, right, through my internship, different mm. freelancers I meet, pretty sure they all know like, through my social media. Oh. And oh. also, to be honest, I met quite a lot of people who also have it. Yeah. 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 So it becomes like a mutual conversation thing. Eh, yeah. hey, you're yeah. so on the bed, ah. Hey, <laughs> also <laughs> the bed. Like, legit. It is how how, like the the depression society works. Yeah. Like when you hear, hey, I also got depression. Oh, clinical. So yeah, yeah, clinical. Yeah. So hey, I on this medication. This one gonna make your boner go away fast, fast before. They're like, no, hey, that one. It's 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 very very interesting to to hear like people with depression like, but. And then one of the most fun topics that I recently came up with is that uh, what's the most fucked up thing you hear about people describe people with depression? Mm. Yeah. Like, uh, I had an experience where my people, he, one guy told me that people with depression should go kill themselves. Mm. Uh, depression is just a thought. Uh, depression is, uh, depression is just a fad. You know, that kind of stuff. So like, have you had this kind of interaction? Quite interesting, mm. like, those fucked up people think about, how people think about depression. Personally, no. I think the most is just from my parents when they found out. Oh. So they they were like they ended up finding out because I was gonna enlist into SPF, right? Mm. Uh, police. And then I uh, they had the form to ask you to take like if you had uh depressive thoughts, if you mm. had suicide attempts. Then that was right after my uh right after I graduated. Uh. So for my FYP I did a film about suicide and depression. Uh, oh. And then uh the newspaper came. So Berita Haran interviewed me uh. and it came out on the newspaper saying oh. I have depression and blah blah. Uh. So I'm like shit, it's not a newspaper, right? Yeah. I probably shouldn't hide this. Yeah. So I take the yes, I didn't think too much about it. But on the day of my enlistment they put me on site. Yeah. Then CMPB did allow me to enlist. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like shit. Then like ah oh, we called your parents already, gonna come and pick you up. I'm like shit. Uh, fuck. <laughs> so that was when they found out, you know. So after that I talked to my parents then So it wasn't more of like a they were telling, they were dismissing it, saying that oh, depression isn't real, isn't real, yeah. but they were more concerned about how much it's affecting me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But by then, after internship, after poly, everything things got better because most of mine started from bullying in secondary mm. school and primary school. Uh-huh. So by then, I'm, I got a better hang of it lah. Mm. So it didn't bother me as much that my parents like were more accepting lah, uh-huh. and were more like relieved. That okay. I wasn't in the same bad place. Yeah. But how are you after they bring you aside? Then where? So after that, I was deferred for one year. Oh, okay. Free yeah. deferment. So Life I was just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to take a degree in psychology. Oh, 
Yeah. And that hit me when I was in the hospital. Because uh. I punched the wall and broke my hand in BMT. Oh yeah, share that story, <laughs> share that story. This is yeah. damn cool. This, this story is... Uh, do not do yeah. not condone his actions. Yeah. But like, uh, it's an interesting story. And it's interesting to know that a lot of people know of this story. Mm. And they I don't even know them. Oh, oh really? Yeah, and then uh-huh. like, it goes by word of mouth. People like, hey, you got hit that guy who punched the wall. Like, That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I was in BMT, because I wasn't supposed to be in PTP, right? Uh, so on my enlistment day, I came in, then we exchanged uh, our IC, mm-hmm. got the lemon B, sat down, and the dude in front was like, uh, okay, so everyone here is either never pass IVT or never take, right? Uh, I look around, and everyone's like nodding their heads, I'm like, shit, no, I got gold, what? Uh, <laughs> and I asked the guy beside me, like, hey, this one is the normal intake or what? And he's like, no, this one is the PTP batch. Uh, uh, and I'm like, shit. What the hell? Right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, too late really, right? Uh, so yeah. like, okay, I'll go ahead with PTP. So like, from the very first week of IPT, everything, like, my physical training was pretty good lah. Mm-hmm. I was performing very well. So I was like first silver and first person to get gold. Then there was like people who were like not really happy about it. Uh. And I can understand how it affected them, you know, like maybe demoralizing that kind uh. of shit. Mm-hmm. But then there was one night where we had force prep. Uh. Then we Yo, got like force kinda, prep. Yeah. <laughs> very long I hear that word already. No, no. <laughs> to me we didn't really get fucked that badly during force prep. Because mm. right. my sergeants and my officer was very nice. Uh. Uh. But I guess like the whole pressure and like the the environment was just like oh we fucked up we fucked up uh. so everyone was on edge right so that night itself when we all went up to our bunks then everyone was like okay I go shower go sleep then for my bunk someone left uh, I was the last to leave so I was supposed to return my bunk key to the last section and uh. that's the section that got like issues with me lah uh. so when I re- was returning the key I had my towel and everything so I went to the table I left the key there I'm like hey I'm I'm putting the key here right. Uh. And then some dude threw his watch onto the table in my direction. Uh. And it almost hit me lah. So I'm like, okay, maybe like accident. Uh. So I turned around, I was about to leave. And the guy got up and he's like, hey, why your section every time change things never tell us? Uh. Then I'm like, what do you mean, you know? Because yeah. for spread, everything have to be like same, right? Yeah. Same direction, everything. Yeah. And then he started blaming my section. And I'm like, bro, like, like I get that you're angry lah. We all fucked up lah. Like chill lah, right? Uh. And then suddenly he started directing at me, uh. blaming me. Just because like, People back then like they regard me as the best performing per se, uh, uh, uh. right? So I got really fucking angry, uh. <laughs> Like, I mean, I I've been dealing with anger management issues for a long time, mm. and then when I was enlisting, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take it easy, you know. Uh, mm. But then at that moment, like my hands were like shaking. Yeah. I'm like, okay, go shower, go shower, go shower. Uh. Mm. Like after a call shower, I'll be okay. I left the room, walked to the toilet, and the thing is, my bunk is right beside the toilet. Yeah. So when I reached my bunk door, I couldn't take it. So I just walked into my bunk, I punched the wall. Uh. The first time I punched, I didn't notice that my knuckle moved. Oh. Yeah, so after the second time I punched, then I realised that this bone uh. went in, this bone went up. Oh. Yeah. Then I was like, shit. <laughs> this is the first time it happened, right? Because uh. I, I, I punched the wall before, but never until like that. Yeah. Then uh, I was asking for ice, but they emptied the ice already. Uh. So I was like, okay, fuck water cooler. Let's go water cooler, just stand there. Then uh. suddenly everyone was crowding around. Yeah. I was like, hey, what the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? I'm like, ah, nothing, nothing. Uh. Then I was asking them to like maybe call the sergeant or something. Uh. Then for some reason, communication was so bad, nobody called the sergeant. Uh. Everyone was just talking among each other. Uh. Then like, I wasn't thinking in the moment. I just looked at my hand against the wall, right? I'm like, that looks fucking ugly, right? Uh. So I knocked my knuckle back in. Uh, oh. And I think that's what broke the bone. Uh. So yeah, when I went for x-ray, like the bone split lah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, over here. So I had to go for surgery and everything. Okay, uh, yeah. don't need to spend... But it was quite a long MC. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was 
freaking long MC honestly. Really, yeah. Yeah. How long? Like, it was like three months straight. Uh, yeah, cause like I let the bone heal first to see whether I need surgery, and after that it didn't heal properly, so surgery the MC again. Wow, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> MCs. But war. yeah, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how was the war? <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone asks. Uh, like, like every oh, yeah, so war? every single MO I met right, uh, and every single like person at the counter uh, when I was waiting. They were all just asking the same thing, like, uh, so how's the wall? And I'm like, still looks good. Really no Like, the MO, like, at, at Tekong, when I went to see the MO, right, uh. before I went in, I saw, like, four people go in. Uh. And then after that, they called my name. As I approached the door, right, uh. I heard laughter from inside. Yeah. And then the moment I walked in, right, they all looked at me. Then the three guys left the room. Mm. And I sat down, and the MO is like, so, you know, you did something stupid, right? And, like, <laughs> and I'm like, they probably, they, I'm pretty sure they were laughing at me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow, legend, eh. You are legend oh, of Tekong, yeah. <laughs> Confess performing oh. to MC King. Yeah, oh. man. Wow, show. But somehow, because of that, because of the scar, right? Mm. Like, I can manage my anger better. Oh. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> you see the, see the scar that remind you. Yeah, like. it's like not worth, you know? Yeah, the motherfucking worthy, yeah. but. <laughs> it was really like that in that moment, you know? If I mm. just walked past my room and gone to the toilet, I would probably been okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So you didn't shower the night? No. E. Because <laughs> I don't that's think what's important to me. When when I decided to oh. pick up the psychology degree. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 so okay. Oh, yeah, I broke my hand, right? Uh-huh. Then I was in the hospital. <coughs> so it was just for one night. Okay. So that one night at the hospital I got bored of watching videos. Then I had this book called The Little Book of Ikigai. Okay. Ikigai. Yeah, Ikigai is like the Japanese it's a Japanese teaching la, okay. about uh, how, how to lead your life, right? Oh, okay. So yeah. it's made up of four things. I think it's like profession, voca- uh, vocation, and I forgot what the other two was. Uh, uh. But it's like it's like a Venn diagram, uh, like oh, four yeah. circles. Yeah. Then uh, each of these two makes like pro- profession, these two makes what? So the four circles are what you're good at, yeah. what uh, you, you love doing, yeah. what the world needs, and again, of course, the other one. Okay. <laughs> but I was looking at uh, what to pursue, right? Oh, passion, passion. Uh-huh. Yeah. So passion was described as what you love doing, uh-huh. but what you're good at. Mm. And all my life, like through doing art, doing film, everything, I always thought passion was something you had to love. Mm. Yeah. But I never realized that it's something that you have to be good at, lah. Mm. If it's not good, then it's not a passion. You know, you just okay. love doing it. Yeah. So when I was thinking about it, like. My hand broken like this, how to how to do film, right? <laughs> like, I don't see myself at 30 carrying fucking HMIs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to do something that I'm good at, but also I love doing. Uh-huh. Then I realized that, like, since young, like, I've always had friends who had issues, mm. right? They had yeah, depression and all that, and some on the verge of attempting suicide. Mm. And I always managed to, like, empathize with them uh-huh. and, like, make them feel like they are hurt, they're not alone. Mm. And then that helps them not feel suicidal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I realized that that's one thing I'm good at, and yeah. that's something that I love doing. Oh, yeah. So that that made me realize, like you know what, like I don't want to go to film school or whatever. Yeah. I just want to take a degree in psychology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. That's good. Cool, eh? You honestly can come out and freelance for a while more. Yeah. <laughs> you, while you study your psychology. Yeah. Huh? I think it's still quite good. Similar to why I want to do counseling. Right? <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because we can empathize. Yeah. We've we've seen that. That how low you can go, uh-huh. you know, and like we know how to how to talk to people uh-huh. and get them to feel better, uh-huh. and we know what we want to hear when we were there, so we uh-huh. can just tell them what we what we want to be what we want to hear. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like, you got anyone else that you talk to about depression? 
Mm. Any, because now it's like more of like ways that you can talk to someone about depression or like, like we want to find out more how you can treat someone with depression. Mm. As in treat, not meaning say like cure him. More of like mm. how you handle someone with depression. Okay. Your experience and maybe like. For me personally, as in being the one who's having depression, mm. I've never really had someone who's there there. Okay. Right. Like I was lucky enough to somehow make it through lah. Yeah. Mm. But from the opposite end, yeah. Like uh, how to treat would be. There's this uh from one of my couple depression episodes, right? Mm. I gave an example of this. There's this animation from this of this TED talk. Yeah. Right. I think it's a TED talk where this person was explaining what empathy is. Mm. So people often mistake empathy for sympathy. Yeah. Sympathy. So if if depression is a pit, right, a physical pit, mm. and that person is inside the pit, yeah. sympathy will be from standing up there, and be like, oh man, like. Yeah. That, 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 that sucks, sucks man uh, yeah, You know like uh, You need help yeah. Like here, here's a ladder man Like come on climb out yourself You know mm. uh. But that's not what people Who are in the pit need yeah. Right okay. What they need is for someone To climb down there with them And sit with them And feel what they are feeling That's empathy Yeah uh, That's okay. empathy you know And then as Slowly when they start feeling better Then you climb up with them uh. Is to really feel What the person is feeling la. Yeah. Then it's something that the empathy is also something that I consider like a superpower mm. right because yeah. if the ability to think what someone is thinking is telepathy right that's yeah. a comic book superhero yeah. power right then of the ability to feel what someone is feeling should be a superpower as well Correct. right yeah. Yeah, it's empathy so I think that's that's exactly the most important thing in helping people with depression mm. yeah. is to understand what's empathy and how to make yourself feel empathy mm. to be able to feel how to put yourself yeah. in their shoes mm. because and also it's like oftentimes they don't really need the solution oh, they you just know? need a listening yeah. Yeah. like they got a problem they're like oh you just need to do this and do that do that mm-hmm. like, yeah. I'm pretty sure they also have thought it through then yeah. like, could it come up but what they need is like assurance yeah. you know like because our thoughts often start to spiral mm-hmm. yeah so you what we need is people to like hold that thought for us to stop uh. it from spiraling you know it's like not only is that like okay I, I understand this is what you're feeling yeah. but also telling them that your feelings are valid yeah. sometimes we question ourselves we doubt ourselves a lot am I supposed to feel right? this way yeah like yeah. first you feel this way and then it's like why am I feeling this way and then you feel even worse yeah. <laughs> and then you keep spiraling yeah. mm. so to help someone with depression is to understand how that works and then just make that person feel heard and understood mm. yeah. okay what about those people who you know don't want to reach out they are reclusive how do you usually help them who don't want to reach out yeah like you have to you know you, you sense that something's wrong something's not right with this guy so you reach out but mm. he's not they don't want to reach yeah, back correct. right yeah so I've tried before to like keep pushing right mm. because the person doesn't reach back out but it never turns out well okay right yeah. because either either you push the person further away mm. or you end up doing like worse. worse than yeah. helping you know mm. you make the person feel worse and also uh, myself I've been like on the position where like someone asks me and I'm like nah I'm fine yeah. I'm fine you know right yeah. so it should be a two way thing la. like from a posi- position of wanting to help your role is to reach your hand out mm. yeah. it is not to make sure the person grabs your hand yeah. you know it's just to make sure your hand is there if the person reaches out mm. uh, yeah I and there was this uh, there was this like talk that I went through like mm. I went for it's like this it's like how to handle young kids kind of thing like, right? mm. psychology thing 
and then this this mentor person I asked her like how do I like I have friends who want to help right mm. but then a lot of times they don't reach out first mm. yeah. right so like sometimes I don't know when to reach out for them mm. right and I feel a bit helpless lah, per se right mm. but her advice was that we're all human right and we all have the ability to get ourselves out of it so if the person isn't reaching out we need to have our hand out but trust that the person can either make it make their way out by themselves or along the way they realize you know what I can't take it anymore then your hand is there for them to reach out for Yeah, it is not your job to like force them to to open up to you makes sense that's true it's quite it's quite tricky right it's very very tricky because personally I've been always been talking to people who want to help themselves and when people don't want to help themselves I really don't know what to do so I just keep texting them and usually true they push me away most like up to today I think everyone has pushed me away because I keep pushing and now now that I heard what you say I think I should stop pushing and just when they need when they need help at least they know that they have someone to go to like like you say texting right like I think social media is a good platform because people often turn to it Mm. to express their depression right mm. with their depressive feelings because you just want to let it out there but not impose it on anyone mm. that's that's the number one reason I feel people don't open up they don't mm. want to impose right so like when you see like stories like that right and that person has been like not opening up or like reaching out to you for a very long time then you don't have to like just keep asking like hey tell me what's wrong I open up you know you need help but rather just assure them like I, it seems that you're having a bad time you know mm. like if anything I'm here yeah, just just that in itself makes the person feel better and helps yeah. the person in their fight of getting out. Mm. Yeah. Makes sense. That's what actually he did for me. He told me that he's there mm. no matter what. Right. Remember that car ride? Yeah. And then from then you actually as as so the person receiving the help, mm. you feel like, okay, I wanna do I want to change the, the problem that I have? And then if the answer is yes, mm. which is most of the time you, then you know what to do because sometimes when before before you know that there's any solution right mm. you just start with this feeling right yeah then the sadness you just like ah oh, fuck my life I want to die you know, yeah. you know? it's, it's, a, it's a cycle like every day you wake up then you want to die every day you sleep you want to die every day you also cry you know that kind of stuff but when you know that there's someone there mm. and you reach out and they, they reciprocate and you work towards getting better together it's it's a beautiful feeling yeah. right? like recovery for me was one of the best times of my life. Like I'm still, I'm still recovering, mm. and like it's still going up. You know, every day is a is a new new adventure. Every day I'm trying something new. Every day I'm doing things that I love, mm. talking to new people, and and you know, growing. And honestly, like recovery is something that people should look forward to. Or like, if any of you are feeling, feeling like uh, you have depression or anything, you're just ha- going through a rough patch. Just be happy that you're upset now. Because like what he told me, depression is the best thing that can happen to you. Because it can only get better from here. Yeah, yeah fucking do yeah. But from your perspective, how, how about, how was your journey helping you? What do you mean? Like, how, like, how do you feel helping someone who, who like, you know, for no reason will just cry one, will just sit down there and move one, yeah. just don't talk one. It's very tough to understand. Mm. Because do you quite sometimes well? it doesn't make sense to us. Yeah. How many times we tell you, like, we assure you, how many times we affirm your your questions, mm. it still feel like 
like it gets frustrating sometimes because like I always ask why is it that I'm not doing good enough mm-hmm. is it that I not supportive enough that make you every time still need to ask me the same thing then sometimes it gets very tiring because like like it's like repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat mm. so like it's good that we always listen to like to people's advice when it comes to saying like empathy and sympathy mm. that it will teach me at least like, like now at least I'll be more understand that like it's more of being there rather than to help them solve their problem yeah. cause for me I before this talk also I've been focusing on more how to like solve the problem cause I keep telling you it's solutions yeah but so. uh, like I think the thing maybe I did well was that at least I'm not so so pressuring on yeah, the you healing push. Yeah. Uh, every time you say that oh actually you need time take your time to heal like you have uh, so many years to your life so like maybe that part I did well mm. but the other part that was very frustrating for my part is more of like like you need your time to heal mm. but I need I want to see improvement uh-huh. but I don't see as good improvement as how we always think that it should be yeah. right so you yourself give a pressure I also give pressure then it always make me feel insignificant cause like is it am I doing well or am I actually not even helping do something then like it's, it's interesting to know uh, that there's this mindset to it mm. that at least now I feel like oh I can it's not say ease off but I can like relieve that pressure of saying that it's more of a marathon rather than a sprint and I can I know that oh, as long as I do this and this is what you need then it's okay because mm-hmm. we are slowly progressing yeah, yeah. doing well because yeah. it's very frustrating to see like someone swimming in a pool then he's drowning then like you want to go and help but you cannot help yeah. you throw a pole to him but he kick away the pole <laughs> then you'll be like, like so you want me to help you or not then sometimes you're like, very frustrated mm-hmm. I don't know whether or not you want to jump in Consider you jump in, you're together drown. <laughs> or some stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you, like, it's, it's, it's yeah, that, that kind of idea. It's yeah. very, sometimes, like, helping people is, uh, is, uh, is very dangerous. Uh. Why I'm so appreciative that, that I, there are people out there that you helping me is that if, you know, def- depression is what's I call, uh, what's I call, can, can, what's I call, uh, is, it's like a virus, mm. you know? It spreads. Right? Yeah, it spreads. So, and when you reach out and help me, like, I told you, hey, depression is contagious. Yeah, contagious. Yeah. And you still, still like, okay, you know. When you help someone, there's always that risk that you will receive that negative impact. Mm-hmm. And, like, people like, like you, like you, mm-hmm. helping, helping so many people. You guys, yeah, yeah. Amazing, like, really. And, like, if you out there need help, talk to us, ah. We will do yeah. a link. These guys... Instagram on yeah. the on the, the downstairs below. Yeah. You never mentioned much about your own Yeah no. Your own Cover Depresso. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. So I have this series that I came up with called Cover Depresso. Yeah. So um, Wait, tell them the story about why you started yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it started first with me just coming out with the term, right? Mm-hmm. Of course like cup of espresso, then depression, depresso, cover depresso, right? Mm. It sound it sounded catchy. So it it was like, hmm, I should try and talk about it, you know, to mm to help people that like if I can't like it's the same problem if like people not reaching out right so if they're not reaching out and I can't reach them uh-huh. maybe if I put this out there they might chance upon it mm-hmm. you know and in some way can help so um, I had this person that I am friends with la. Mm-hmm. I only met her once in person okay. her name is Ilya Akila oh. then uh, after that we only talked on Instagram DM and she's she was someone that struggled with depression and suicidal tendencies like really really severe uh. and the thing about it is that whenever I'm 
in a bad spot, right? Then in my stories, I'm like, oh, I feel like shit kind of stuff. She's the one that consoles me. You know, someone who's having it worse, but is the one telling me that, oh, it's going to be okay. Mm. You know, things are going to get better. And then when I came up with the idea of Kappa Depresso, she was encouraging me. Mm. That was, I think, the one year that was deferred. Mm. Then, uh, yeah, from, from the deferment, through my first year of NS. But during NS, I was like, ah, no time, no time, you know? Mm. So I sat on it for a long time. And then this year, I, it was April. Mm. I realized that I haven't seen an Insta story from her for a long time, uh. right? Because usually I would see like her Insta story, whether she's doing better or whether she's feeling worse, right? Then I get to like reply, you know, see a bit. And I didn't see for a while. So that night I was like, oh, I haven't seen for quite a while, right? I saw, I went to Instagram, I couldn't see anything. Like no new updates. And then that night, right before I slept, I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and I saw a post by someone that I didn't know. But it was a photo of that person that I didn't know and Ili Akila. Uh-huh. Right? In Ili. And then in the post, it was uh, like a write-up about the memories they had uh-huh. and how much she felt like sad about losing her. Uh-huh. And then I found out that Ili passed uh, two months before. So February this year. Yeah. And then I'm like, damn that point like I felt like I sat on Kappa Depresso too long you know mm. like someone I've been talking to about this idea that I want to help someone or I want to help people but this person passed already and then straight away after that in me I, I released Kappa Depresso mm. <laughs> yeah wow. so wow. like Kappa Depresso I guess it's more of a neutral point mm. it's about coming up with scientific facts from research whether it's advice from people I've met or people I've helped. Mm. And it's trying to bring all the different perspectives, right? And different experiences. Mm. Because, like, if I give my point of view, it might not help. Mm. Because everyone experiences it differently. Yeah. But if I bring more perspectives or more knowledge and research, something from that might help. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do with Kappa uh, yeah. Interesting. Scientific oh. facts and helping people. Mm-hmm. Kappa Depresso. Yeah. Should go Go he's cool stuff and dude like he takes Instagram stories to the next level really 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 like from a marketing perspective right he does very very well like you do replies usually people just do like a selfie and then one question at a time every time right he consolidate them put them in a nice background yeah. do a short write up on every single like in the common ones you know like uh, the bad happy addiction yeah. one right yeah and then he, he post them up in like beautiful beautiful format Guys, go and check it out. You just just say on Instagram like you spell. Uh, it's at I S S A Isa Karasu K A R A S U. Yeah, that's right, Karasu. <laughs> Karasu means crow in Japanese. Crow. Yeah, nice. it's just an alias that I came up with during that one year of deferment. Because mm. like when I first got deferred, right, I just spent the whole day at home. Uh. Like I didn't want to face my parents, mm. you know. Then I'm like, I don't want to be this person that I am right now. Mm. So I just like picture in my head like this person that I want to be mm. and then I want to give a name to it right uh-huh. then like like I keep thinking of a bird because my nose is quite big uh-huh. and then that point of time because I shave my head right uh-huh. so like it's like kind of like this uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then the name Raven is like too overused <laughs> so I'm like okay crow and convert to Japanese like Karasu okay. yeah <laughs> it's a Karasu yeah, but just uh, update for everyone how are you now? I feel like I'm I have quite a good grip on my depression right now mm-hmm. especially with help from my girlfriend la, yeah. because she herself has her own experiences and her own struggles but having someone there and that has gone through what I've gone through and can like 
the moment I feel bad in a certain way, right, she can immediately understand. Mm-hmm. You know, that that helps me feel better. Uh, yeah, like feel like I'm not alone. You know, it's like I'm not, I'm not being too much. Mm. I'm not being unreasonable. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So so that feeling of having someone that understands really helps. Yeah. So you're good now. Yeah, man. Definitely blessed. About to add you. Yes. Even more, <laughs> even more so, man. Add you. I think yeah. that's a good end to it. Yeah, man. I think so. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my name is Sien. My name is Arrow. My name is Shah. Uh, if you're not feeling well, not feeling great, you can hit us up on Instagram. It's Mental Dumbbells and Isa. No, Isa Karasu. Karasu. Yeah. So you can talk to us. We are here for you. And like this guy has lots of experience. We have some experience. And like if we can make your day better, help you smile a bit. We quite funny one, right? Hope so. Sometimes, uh, huh? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like if you need, just come and come and hit us up on Instagram. Okay, it's M E N T L D U M B L S. Yeah, and he's couple this couple couple depressed couple depressed couple depressed. Alright, well, C U P P C U P P A D E P R E S S O. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's it. We'll hit down in the descriptions down below. See you guys in the next episode. See ya. Bye. Bye. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> what a good episode. This is a damn good episode. Right. Yeah. I enjoyed the episode a lot. That was good. <laughs> How was that? Fun not? Yeah, man. Like, I was afraid that I would like get stuck. <laughs> what? Well, you talk about yeah, things that matter. I flowed like, pretty well. Yeah. Wow, oh, so hot. This is all this. Oh shit, seventy. Okay, I'll do something short. Okay. So.